You're listening to a message from Heritage Christian Fellowship in San Clemente, California. For more information, go to heritagesc.org. Happy New Year! I'm so excited that we get to celebrate the first Sunday of 2021 together. And look at this. You know, when I looked at the weather report this morning, it was only supposed to be like 50 degrees. The sun is out. It's still not bad. We got heaters and we got a group of wonderful saints going all the way back to the playground equipment. So I'm so happy to be here with you all today. So happy that we get to share this first Sunday and uh, just come together and I want to welcome everybody watching online. I know there's several people because I got a couple texts already this morning earlier saying we had no sound, and then a couple texts saying we got sound again. So welcome wherever you're watching. I know we have people from Southern California, people from different parts of the country, and we thank you for tuning in. We wish you were here with us, but hopefully soon. So uh, how many people are glad to be here? You're glad to spend the first Sunday of 2021. Are you glad that 2020 is behind us? I think most of us are. So how did you celebrate? Did anyone celebrate New Year's Eve? Okay, there's one. Or most people, you just stayed home, you know, kind of enjoyed the comfort of your own home, the warmth of your living room when it was so cold outside. Well, you know what? That's what I wanted to do too. Instead, I broke all the rules. I did what our governor said we shouldn't do. I went, I went to a super spreader event. Okay, so there was supposed to be a concert in Azusa Street in Los Angeles, Sean Foyt and a big worship celebration, and that got canceled. It got moved way up north near near Magic Mountain, and my wife wanted to go, and I said, no, sweetie, look, it's going to be 46 degrees. It's going to be outside. It's an hour and a half drive, and I'm reading online in L.A., Uh, Times are picking the story up in all the different news media, and they're saying this is going to be a super spreader event. You know, the police are going to shut it down. There's going to be protesters. Don't go. And I thought, sweetie, it's going to be online. Let's watch it from our own living room, the warmth of our living room. We don't want to go to this thing. And I'm trying to convince her and talk her out of going. Well, guess what? I went. (laughs) And me and about 5,000 other saints, and I know some of you, who was... Doreen was there with us, and um, Nancy Severson, and it was wonderful. 5,000 saints together worshiping the Lord, and, you know, it was Sean Foyt, my favorite gospel musician. Um, Kim Walker-Smith was there, you know, favorite besides Gary Ray. After Gary Ray, she's my favorite. (laughs) And the presence of God was so strong. And you just look out over the audience and see people weeping, people lifting their hands, worshiping the Lord. And I thought to myself, I'm glad my wife convinced me to go and break those rules because you know what? It was something that was life-changing for me. And all weekend since then, I've just felt the Lord's presence. And it's been wonderful, wonderful. So we need more things like that, Amen? amen? All right, so it's New Year's. What happens to everybody on New Year's? We make... New Year's resolutions, that's right. How many have made a New Year's resolution so far? Huh? There's a couple of them, huh? Phil, tell us your New Year's resolution. Uh, to spend more time with my children and grandchildren. All right, to spend more time with my children and grandchildren, okay? This pretty young lady right here, Noemi, what's yours? To get clearer skin. 
to get clear skin. This beautiful young lady wants to get clear skin. Okay. So, you know what? Um, a lot of people start the, the new year with New Year's resolutions. They come up with a list. They come up with a plan, things they want to do for the new year. And what do they usually entail? New Year's resolutions usually revolve around you. You want to be better. You want to improve. You want to lose weight. You want to go to the gym, get in better shape. You want to make more money. Many of those that are single, you want to find a spouse maybe that year, right? How many have similar New Year's resolutions? It's usually about improving ourselves. And if, you know, if you go to the gym, you know, uh, people work out. I know my boys go to the gym almost every day, all year long. And what happens in January? You show up and you think, are they having like free memberships this month? I mean, it's just jam-packed. You've got to wait in line for everything. Everybody's there. And then you realize, oh, this is everybody's New Year's resolution. They want to get in better shape. So they're here. They're working out. But one week goes by, a little less, a little less. After a month, it's back to normal. Everybody else has forgot about their New Year's resolution and how difficult it is to maintain those, and they, they leave. So why do we have New Year's resolutions? Why do people make those up? Well, it's very simple. They're not satisfied at where they are. They're not happy with how they are doing. They're not happy with their life. They look at 2020, it's come to an end, you think, you know, it wasn't good. I wish I would have done this, this. And you say, make these resolutions, these plans, these things you want to do to improve yourself. You want to be better. Right? Yeah. Does anyone want to be worse than they were in 2020? Does anyone say, you know, I think my goal for 2021, I want to gain 10 pounds. <laughs> I don't want to work out. I don't want to exercise. I just want to be a couch potato. Watch more TV. Make less friends you know what, I did pretty well in 2020. I want to make less money in 2021. Anyone have those resolutions? Of course not. We all want to improve ourselves. We all want to be better. We all want something new for the new year ahead. And you know what? The Lord has the same thing for you. The Lord actually has a new year's resolution for each of us. There's something that he wants for each of us in 2021. Did you know that? Well, it's true. And I'm going to share that with you. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, but we've made it very convenient. If you don't have your Bible, look at the screens here, and the scriptures will come up. So I'm going to read to you Jeremiah 29, starting with verse 11. It says, this is God speaking to us, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and one that I like to read usually at the beginning of the year. Because God is telling us, each one of us that follow him, that serve him, I have plans for you. I have plans for your life. And I know what they are. And he shares them with us. He says, first of all, to prosper you. To prosper you. What do you think of when you think of being prosperous or prospering? 
In today's society that we live in, most everybody thinks of money. Oh, prosperous. Okay, the Lord wants to bless me with money. He wants to bless my finances. He wants me to earn more money. And that's what they think of when they think of prosperity or God wants to prosper us. But prosperity means fruitfulness. It means abundance. It means an increase. And when God talks about prospering us, he does also want to bless us financially, but he wants to bless us spiritually. He wants to bless us in our walk with him, in our relationship with him. He wants to prosper us in our walk with him. He wants to prosper us in our faith and cause our faith to increase and cause our faith to grow. Then he says to prosper you and not to harm you. The Lord's plan for you and for us is not to harm you, not to bring you harm. He wants to bring you good, not to harm. Who, who has a New Year's resolution besides God? Satan. He comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he wants for your life. But God says, no harm to you. How many have ever met someone going through life and they know you're a Christian and you talk with them? They say, oh, that's great for you. Yeah, I tried it. You know, it didn't work. So, you know, I moved on to something else. Anyone hear that argument? You hear it quite a bit. And when you try to unpeel it and talk to them, well, why didn't it work? Well, you know, I, I prayed for this and asked God for that. and He didn't do it. And, you know, my, my brother got sick and ended up dying. And, you know, so I, I just don't believe in God. You know, I don't believe in it. Something bad happened to me, so I don't believe in it. But that's not God. God says, I want not to harm you. He wants to bring blessing. He wants to bring prosperity. He wants to bring growth in your life. And then finally it says what his resolution for you is to give you hope and a future. Hope and a future. Now, I don't know about you, but that's enough for me for New Year's resolutions, huh? I think that's a great uh, that each of us can have, and I want that in my life, to give you hope. How many want hope? I remember starting 2020 thinking it's going to be a great year. Things are going to be wonderful. We started the fast, the church-wide fast, and one of the components of that fast was the media fast. So my wife and I, we didn't watch TV, we didn't watch the news, but one night we thought, you know what, let's watch Christian TV. You know, let's watch something godly. So we kind of did a search about prophecies for 2020. And so... This it's supernatural TV show came on and they had all these different prophets and they were on talking about what's going to happen in 2020. And it was great. Things are going to be great. Things are going to be better. The economy is going to do great. The president's going to be reelected. On and on and on. Everything was great. And I just looked at my wife and almost felt like saying, well, why do we need to continue praying and fasting? It's already going to happen. Everything is going to be great. You know, there's no need to pray. No need to fight through anymore. But what happened? No one got up and prophesied saying there was going to be COVID. No one got up and said the schools will be closed down. No one said you won't be able to go to restaurants anymore. Nobody said everybody's going to have to have a new masquerade party where you walk around with a mask covering your face. No one got that right. But you know what? The Lord says something to us right here that we can trust. I have a plan for you. I know the plans, declares the Lord, to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So why are those his plans for us? It's because he loves us. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you are a child of Jesus Christ, he loves you and he will not forsake you. 
What does Jesus say? He will forsake the 99 and go after the one. He will leave the 99 sheep and go after the one that's lost. He will never leave you or forsake you. Why? He has too much invested in you. He has too much invested in you. You know, if you get something for free, you think, oh, great, okay. It doesn't have so much value. But if you have something that you really want and you have to work and you have to sacrifice and it costs you a lot, when you obtain that, you treasure it and you hold on to it. And that has much more value to you than something that came for nothing. I remember <clears throat> I, I'm a drummer. I don't play that much anymore. But when I was a child, I played the drums and it was Christmas time and I wanted a brand new pair of drums. And I had an old pair of drums and a neighbor uh, family was gonna buy this pair of drums for their kids. And then with that money, I was gonna go to the drum store and buy a new pair of drums. And every day I would ride my bike to the drum store and it was there in the window and I looked at this pair of drums and I was just, wow, this is great. And, um, I wanted that pair of drums, and I prayed for that pair of drums. And then so the day was supposed to come when the woman was going to buy the drums for her kids and give me that money, and she called up the family and said, sorry, we decided on something else. And I was so down, and I was so depressed, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to get my pair of drums. And so I went to the drum store, and I had tears in my eyes, and um, you know, because I was saving up my money all year, and... <clears throat> The guy that owned the drum store saw me and says, what's wrong? I said, well, the lady that was going to buy my drums didn't buy them, and I, now I don't have enough money to buy these drums. He says, how much money are you short? And I said, I don't know, $150, $200. And he goes, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it to you for the money that you have. And I ended up getting those drums. Now, I had to work hard for that. I had to cut a lot of lawns for that money. And when I got those drums, I treasured those drums so much because I worked for it. They weren't given to me. And you know what? That is why God has these promises for us, and he loves us so much. He sacrificed a lot for us, and he gave a lot. He paid the ultimate price by sending his only son to die for us, to make us a part of his family. And that's why he has our best interest in mind. That's why he says, these are the plans I have for you. These are real words that we can trust, that we can hold to. So how can we discover his plans for us here in 2021? How can we know what his plans are for us? Let's look at Jeremiah 29, verse 12. It says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. So it's very interesting it says then. What do you mean then? He says, these are my promises to you. These are the plans I have for you. These are my thoughts toward you. And then it says then. So then is to us, knowing his plan for us, knowing that he wants us to have, to prosper, not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. Knowing that, he says, then this is what you do. Call upon me. Come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. In order to experience that from the Lord, what he has for us, all his fullness, he says, first of all, call on him. Call out to him. This is the best time of the year, at the beginning of the year, as we set our plan, set our goals, set our course for this new year of 2021, to start by calling out to him. Every day, call out to the Lord. 
pray to him. Pray to the Lord. He listens to our prayers. He hears us when we call to him. He's our father. He's our creator. He paid the ultimate price for us. It reminds me of a story. I have my son here today, my youngest son, Stephen. Raise your hand, Stephen. He's no longer the young boy that you'll see in a second here, but he's now taller than me, works out every day, has his driver's license. But years ago, you see this picture here? This was Stephen. And he was about eight years old at the time. And he got dressed up in his very best, a tuxedo shirt, a bow tie, a hat. He looked so dapper. And it was one uh, evening, it was about 7.30 in the evening, we'd finished dinner. I'm in my office at home. And I'm doing some work and paperwork, and all of a sudden, in walks Stephen, and that's how he was dressed. And I thought, my gosh, he is really dressed sharp. He's too young to have a date, so <laughs> why is he dressed so sharp? And he comes in, and he was so polite and said, hi, Dad, how are you? How was your day? How's everything going? How is business? And I thought, this is great. How many fathers you love that when your kids come up to you and talk to you like that? And he's looking at some books I had on the shelf. Hey, tell me about this book. Did you read this one? How is it? And I thought, well, this is a little different. You know, this doesn't happen every day. And so I said, Stephen, why are you dressed so nice? He looks at me and he says, Dad, I'm here to negotiate. <laughs> and I thought, really? I thought, well, have a seat. He sits down and he starts to negotiate. He says, Dad... I need a new paintball gun. So he likes to go to Camp Pendleton. He used to go there, you know, and have his paintball wars and all that. And I said, really? I said, you have a paintball gun. Yeah, but it's not good, Dad. I, I need a new one. And he starts negotiating with me and uh, why he needs a new one and how great it is and how good it is. And so he gets on my computer, pulls it up, and there's a picture of this paintball gun with all the specifications. And he says, it shoots so many feet per second, and it does this, and it holds so many paintballs, and it can do this. And he knew everything about this paintball gun, and I was impressed, except when I saw the price on the bottom. It said, like, MSRP, $299. And then he pulls up YouTube, and it shows a video of this paintball gun in action, everything that's happening. And, um, he's, and I said, come on. Stephen, this is $299. He goes, I know it, but Dad, guess what? I found a good deal. Then he pulls up this other website where it's for sale for $99. So what father is there here today that if your son did that and came into you, you would not buy that paintball gun for him? Well, needless to say, he has that paintball gun. <laughs> the Bible says, if we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children who ask us, how much more our Heavenly Father gives good things to those that ask Him? How much more our Heavenly Father has great things in store for us? That's why we can believe His promises for 2021. You know, it's very interesting. <clears throat> this concert that we went to, everybody in the world was talking against it. I was reading online after this LA Times news article, and all these people, oh, these people are crazy. Oh, they're not real Christians. Oh, they want to spread the disease to the whole world. Oh, they're terrible. Oh, they should be taken out and shot. And all these terrible things, really terrible things online. And, uh, you know, after reading that, I had my doubts that do I really want to go? But you know what? 
God protected those people, and his presence was poured out, and it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. So sometimes when the new year comes and we set our plans, we set our resolutions, you know, like we heard earlier, a lot of the plans are about us, plans that we have for ourselves, and that's good. We all want to improve too, but many times in life we substitute our plans for his plans. We want it done our way. We come up with our list of resolutions and all the things we have planned. And sometimes we forget what to ask, what does God want for me? What does God want for me in 2021? And we need to realize and we need to come to the point today and at the beginning of this year, we need to make his will our will. We need to make his ways our ways. Not just our ways selfishly, but really to press into God and to make his will our will. And how do we do that? In Jeremiah 29, in verse 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Go after him with all your heart this year. Seek him and you will find him. If you seek him, if you go after him, if you pray to him, if you continuously seek after him, he says, you will find me. It's almost like the game of hide and seek. Remember when you're kids? You know, you hide and someone has to find you and everybody, you know, it's not so easy. The people that make it the most difficult, usually the people that win. And you go and you look and then once you find them, you say, oh, great. I thought I lost you. I thought you ran away or something, but I found you. And that's what the Bible tells us. We have to seek him. If it says seek him, that means it's not always right here in front of us. It's not always right in front of our face. But he's hidden. He hides himself, the Bible says. And we have to go after him and press into him and seek him and pray to him. So don't give up this year. We need him more than ever. And substitute your plans for his plans. Give him place in your life. Go after him. Seek him. And you know, I believe the Lord has really a special year ahead for us. I really do. You know, when we look at 2020, it's not what any of us expected. There was a lot of bad. There was a lot of things. Through the media, it creates a lot of fear. But yet, on the other hand, I look back on 2020, and I think it was a great year. My kids were home from school. We got to eat family meals more. We got to spend much more time together. We played games together, watched movies together, spent time together, and we grew again as a family. Three of our kids are out in college, so we don't see them as much. So it was really nice doing that. It was nice being home and not having to go out and spend money at a restaurant all the time. It was nice having my wife cook homemade meals every night. It was a beautiful time. And so there are many benefits of 2020 as well. And, you know, the Lord knew long before we were born what was going to happen in 2020. And he knows what's going to happen in 2021. And we have his promises. I know the plans I have for you to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. And I think the world now needs hope more than ever. And I think that's where our church comes in. I think one of the plans for our church for this year is one of the Lord things the Lord wants to do is to bring revival. 
I think he wants to bring revival to our church. You know, when I was watching all the experts, you know, and prophets talk about 2020, how great it would be, I didn't have to do anything. I thought, well, it's already done. Everything's going to be great. But when we experience what we've experienced this year and realize that's carrying over into 2021, it makes me want to pray and seek the Lord more. And it makes a really ripe harvest field. It makes a harvest field of people ready to experience his presence. People are crying out for revival, and we're hearing so much talk of it. And, you know, you look at the history of this church. We have had so many prophetic words, so many people talk about what the Lord has for our church. About a year ago, you know, the word was return to your first love and that he does want to use this church in San Clemente, in this area, to see his spirit poured out, to see people come to him. And I believe that's one of the Lord's plans for us this year, is to see revival in the church, to see people come to him. There's so many people that are hopeless, that need hope, that need his direction, that need his presence. And so I think the Lord wants to break the heaviness, release people from the fear that they have, and bring an outpouring of his presence. And I would encourage you to go after him in 2021. And really in two ways. First of all, pray. And secondly, fasting. As far as praying, set aside a time of prayer and fasting in your life. Set a time aside every day to pray to the Lord, to seek the Lord. You know, it's very easy to get distracted by the things of the world, very easy to get pulled away, and then you lose that time with the Lord. You lose that time, and then, you know, like me, not wanting to go to this event, think, I, thinking every reason I shouldn't. And you know what? The whole hour and a half drive there, I was complaining about it. <laughs> Just ask my wife, right? <laughs> I was complaining about it, but I was so glad I did when I got there and then just experiencing the presence of the Lord and his outpouring on his people. And I believe that's what the Lord wants for us this year. I believe that's what the Lord wants for his church. So set a time aside every day for praying, seeking the Lord every day. I like one of my goals, the thing I don't always do it as much as I'd like, but I try, is to start and end the day with the Lord. Start when you wake up to pray, the first thing in the morning to seek the Lord, and then the last thing before you go to bed, to seek the Lord and spend time praying with Him. And for this year, make a prayer list. Put your requests out before the Lord. Put your requests out for Him, maybe for loved ones, for family, for revival, for, you know, the things in your life that you need. Lay out your prayer requests before Him. And fast. <clears throat> Fasting is something that's not easy to do, but it's called to do. In Matthew 6, uh, Jesus talks about when you give, and it talks about giving. When you pray, and it lays out the things about praying. And when you fast, and it lays out the description of what to do when you're fasting. And fasting is going without food for a spiritual purpose. You know, there's nothing about a media fast that's in the Bible. It doesn't talk about a media fast. But a media fast comes as a natural result of fasting. Because when you fast and you're going without food, you're drawing closer to the Lord. You're spending time with Him. You're trying to grow closer to Him. And when you empty yourself of food, 
it gives you a hunger for the Lord. And after a few days, when you fast, you really feel the Lord's presence and you feel more open to the Holy Spirit and what he has for you. And, you know, this, I start every year a fast, a 21-day fast. Mine starts tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure I have a real good lunch today. <laughs> this would be year 13. But for the church, we're going to this year have a 30 days of fasting. That's better than 21. But the good news, we're going to divide it over six times. So the first one starts a week from tomorrow. That's January 11th through the 15th. And, you know, I would encourage you to participate. Get ready for it. Get ready to fast. And there's different types of fasts. You can do a full liquid fast. You can do a Daniel fast where you cut out sweets and caffeine and, you know, different things like that. Maybe just certain salads or soups, things like that. But do what the Lord calls you to do. And it will be a benefit to your life when you start this. And this is how you can discover his plans, what he has for you when you do that. And I'd like the worship team to come up now, too, if they could come back up. But I would really encourage you to really enter into his presence. Take this time. I remember, <clears throat> you know, the first time I really learned to substitute God's plans for my plans is several years ago when I did a fast and I had my prayer list and you know there's certain things I wanted and there's certain things I put on that list and it was all about me mostly it was about me to do this to do that to experience this to experience that and then in the midst of the fast the Lord spoke to me and he said go to Germany and speak at this church and that was not on my list it was not something I had planned to do. It was not something I wanted to do. But I knew that the Lord was calling me to do it. And I told my wife. She, of course, thought it was crazy. <laughs> so I went ahead and wrote a letter to that pastor. And I said, hey, this is what I feel the Lord calling me to do. So here we are several years later. We've had four uh, mission trips to this church. We've had a lot of team members here from the church come. We've had two, two marriages. Two of our heritage girls got married off to German men over there that are living in Germany now. So when I look back and see the fruit, I thought, wow, that's amazing. And that started by seeking the Lord and saying, Lord, what are your plans for my life? What are your plans for us? And the Lord will do amazing things for us. <clears throat> you know, when I came home, uh, from this uh, event here the other night, yesterday, I really felt God's presence all day, and I went for a bike ride, and I felt the Lord share something again for me to do in the new year. I won't share it with you yet. I still need confirmation, and it was crazy, and it is kind of crazy, but when the Lord speaks to you and asks you to do something, most of the time, it's beyond your comfort zone. It's more than you want to do or can are capable of doing. You have to take an extra step and really put it in his hands, really trust in him. And whether that be for you walking down the street and there's someone standing over there and the Lord tells you to speak to him, share the gospel with him, and sometimes you feel very uncomfortable. But the Lord might put it on your heart to do that, and it's important for us to do that. I remember one time I was at the DMV and no one likes to go to the DMV. And I'm waiting there and waiting in line. And all of a sudden they call my number and say, go to window 14. 
I go to window 14, and there's this guy, kind of an Indian guy, working behind there with a thick accent. And the Lord says, tell him that I love him. And I was irritated, waiting a couple hours in line, and I looked at this guy, and I thought, I don't want to tell him that. And I walked away, and I left the DMV, and I felt really bad, and I felt guilty. I felt convicted. So the following week, I got a letter in the DMV saying whatever paperwork I did was wrong, and I had to come back to the DMV. (laughs) Here it is, two weeks later. There's like 25 different counters with 25 different people working behind them. I'm waiting again. They call my number, and guess who called me up? The Indian guy. (laughs) And I thought, this is just too much of a coincidence. (laughs) So I said, Lord, thank you for giving me a second chance. So we did the paperwork, and I said, you know what? I just want to tell you something. Jesus loves you. And that, like, wow, I mean, floored the guy. And, oh, ah, oh, ah, thank you, thank you. You know, it's just, it just his reaction. And I walked away, and my feeling inside was completely different. I felt at peace. I felt the Lord's presence. I felt really good about it. And, you know, this year, I think, is a special year for all of us. A special year for you individually, and a special year for us corporately as a church and a body of Christ. And I want to see the Lord move. I want to see him do things in this church. I want to see him do things in our life. I do want 2021 to be better than 2020. I do want to grow deeper in the Lord. I do want to prosper. I don't want harm to come to my life. I want a hope this year. I want a future. And if that's you, I want everybody here to stand up today. Let's all stand up. And we're going to have a prayer time. We're going to have a ministry time here. The ministry team will be up here. In fact, the ministry team, if you can come over here. And they have tags on. They're going to pray for you. But before we do, we're going to sing one more song of worship here. And I want you all just to close your eyes, just to open up to the Lord. You at home, in your living room, just lift your hands to him now. And we're going to sing a really great song. Breathe. Let's sing it. Worship the Lord now. Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next week. For more information, go to heritagesc.org.